Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels G Wondering. Uh, my exploration into the G1 tournament, my favourite time of year, uh, my favourite tournament, and one that my friends and I uh, run a pretty elaborate Excel spreadsheet to keep track of and run uh, tips on and try and beat each other for bragging rights. Um, in today's episode, I'm just going to explore night one, what took place, and where I'm sort of standing in the tips and where I think it's going to go going forward. Uh, the I will not really touch on the Young Lions matches that open, just because I want to keep these as bite-sized episodes. Uh, I did in, enjoy Wemmer and Suji, but I'm going to just blaze straight over that into Will Ospreay versus Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, will Ospreay's return... Um, he, it was great to to see him back. He always puts on sterling matches, and it, it was uh, nice to see his you know the emotion in his face. He was obviously very relieved to be back after being a good six months away with COVID nineteen uh, and everything that's been going on. So it's nice to see him come back. It looks like he's been hitting the gym in quarantine pretty hard, and is the biggest he's ever been. So now that he's a heavyweight, I think that's going to really shine well for him going forward. And I think the company you know sees a lot of money in him going forward. Um, historically, Yujiro, for me, has not been somebody whose matches I've enjoyed. In fact, off the top of my head, I can't remember ever enjoying a match that he's been a part of, or maybe not been a part of, but, you know, kind of been in singles-wise. Uh, but I, I really like this match. It was it was relatively short. It was to the point. I felt like Yujiro was there for everything Will Ospreay needed, and I feel Ospreay like, sold like a million bucks for him. Like, Yudro had some offense that, that looked brutal, man. Like, he had uh, these kind of, like, few leverage, like, slams and DDTs and stuff where I, I bid on it. I was like, oh, man, is this, like, a near fall here? And the fact that when it was almost a pre-gone conclusion that the returning Will Ospreay, who is RevPro champion and, you know, potentially a future IWGP heavyweight champion, uh, would win, still had that, that kind of air to it for me. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and that's also part of the benefit of the G1 tournament, really, is that anybody can win at any time, because they're all awesome, and not everybody can win all the time. So, yeah, that that was uh, in line with my tips. I had tipped Yujiro to win. Uh, what? What? No, I had tipped Osprey to win, and then uh, that is exactly what happened. Next up was Jeff Cobb versus Tai Chi. Uh, I had tipped Tai Chi, and that is exactly what took place. Uh, it was a great match, though, that I did not know would go either way. I tipped Tai Chi because I like him, uh, and I don't really like Jeff Slob, as he's affectionately known <laughs> with us. It's a horrible nickname, uh, but I don't feel that bad about it because I don't tend to like his matches. There has been a few things of his that have been okay, Um but for the most part, he's not popular uh, within our group of friends that like Torch and Wrestle. That said, though, again, maybe one of his best matches that I've seen. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I guess because I was so invested in Tai Chi winning, um, him overcoming him was, like, really cool. Um, I did I did catch that in the the... After match comments, Tai Chi mentioned uh, that like he was actually kind of mean to him, and he was saying he shouldn't be saying it, but he was calling him Jeff Hogg, and, uh, and he was lucky to beat a sumo wrestler and all this stuff like that. Generally, being a big jerk, but also interesting enough, his next uh, opponent is Suzuki, and he said Suzuki, 
who is his, you know, faction leader, if you want to come and kill me, come and try it, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago when we last did matches. So I'm very interested in that. I'm predicting a, uh, a bit of an upset there with, with Tai Chi beating Suzuki, actually, and maybe setting up a never championship uh, interfaction feud between those two. So let's hope that plays out uh, for sure. Um, next up was uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Suzuki. Uh, I had Gain had predicted Suzuki to win. Uh, and he did not disappoint me. Uh, a great, tough boy, strong style match where they just literally just took turns knocking each other out with slaps <laughs> and punches. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love when they do this stuff well, and these two are two of the best at it. So it was a great match that kept me engaged like the whole time. Uh, I didn't catch Ishii's after match comments, um, but. I did catch Suzuki's, and all he said was Tai Chi is next, which actually quickly reminds me, before I go on real real fast, Will Ospreay's uh, aftermatch comments that he said in the ring anyway actually were pretty interesting. He said he was back. He said he's, uh, he was nervous at first, but then he remembered he's the best in the world, uh, and he, he's going to go on and win the G1. But by the end of the promo, it was almost like kind of pretty cocky and almost heelish. So I wonder if they're foreshadowing a bit of a a heel turn there for them. Uh, in my picks, I've kind of, in in the story I'm writing, which is kind of how I look at my tips, uh, I have Osprey doing really well throughout the tournament and really losing at the end of the A block and just missing out on going to the finals because Okada spoils him. I don't know. In mine, Okada doesn't go into the finals in his stead. Uh, Jay White slips through because of it. But it, that could be a very interesting story to tell. So I look forward to seeing how that plays out. But maybe we're heading into, you know, maybe Osprey gets quite heelish and uh, Okada needs to slap him back down. And you can have a bit of a rivalry with them where you don't need a title on the line or anything like that. Or, well, I mean, Will Osprey has the Rev Pro title. So maybe Okada could carry it for a bit. Who knows? But anyway, that's very interesting. Uh, jumping back on, we went to Jay White with Ghetto versus Shingo Takagi. Jay White was claiming this is J1, and I I personally don't think he's wrong. I've got him winning the whole thing. Uh, but it was... Uh, Shingo, for me, is, like, probably the best wrestler in New Japan. Like, I love his matches, and I love everything he does. And it, it was a good match. I, I do struggle with Jay White's heel style, like... I know he's literally doing it on purpose and he's like a master of it and making me hate him and then that makes me hate him <laughs> for getting worked kind of thing. But uh, it, it served the purpose. The interference with Gato and stuff was uh, was exactly what you would expect. But it really comes down to Jay like just outsmarting him. And in the um, post-match comments, Jay was saying, look, I've been away Sure, Shingo's got some wins. He's like, oh, he beat Show. That's great. He's like, who cares? You've been slithering around, like, uh, getting wins while I haven't been here, but I'm back now. And so, basically, I'm going to keep teaching this lesson over and over again, which is basically, it doesn't matter how good you are because he is the best. And so, yeah, he he predicts himself going on to win J1 and was generally being a real dickhead to everybody. And I in, have started to kind of enjoy his promos. He's, he's getting a lot better for me. Uh, and then last, 
I had also predicted him to win that. Spoiler alert, I predicted this entire block correct. Pretty stoked about it. Uh, next was Kodobushi defeating Kazuchika Okada. Um, I felt like it was a risk picking this as my as my tip. Um, I They don't always like to 50-50 book in New Japan, and I was like, well, Okada kind of holds the win. Maybe he's going to steamroll over him, blah, blah, blah. But they've also sort of been telling this Okada Carter kind of story where he's not really using the Rainmaker, he's not really firing on all cylinders for whatever reason. Uh, and so I I was like, maybe Ibushi gets his win back, he's proved that he can win G1s and maybe this is where he shines kind of thing. And that's what happened. And even in the post-match comments and stuff, Ibushi mentioned how Okada isn't firing on all cylinders. So, yeah, I, I wonder if they're much like kind of in my predictions, kind of having Okada take a little bit of a backseat at the moment. Um, uh, Super Jcast on Twitter asked if, uh, put a, a question out to people that follow them and they were asking if they thought um, Okada was maybe carrying an injury or do you think he's just, you know, in second gear and doesn't care or or what are these things? And I, I, I commented on it and I essentially said that I don't think Okada can be, like, the winningest winner forever. Like, he needs to take a backseat sometimes. He's already been, like, the longest reigning champion ever. And that was awesome. Like, as far as I, I could see, I'm like, I had no problem with him just carrying it forever and putting on these amazing matches. But I feel like that takes a toll on people, you know? Like, putting on these, like, six-star matches and stuff is physically demanding. And also, it's time as well for Naito, who's the company's, you know, biggest merch seller and everything like that, to take a run at being the double champion. And if Okada's just stomping around, killing everybody underneath, then then no other stories can be told but their inevitable conflict. And they've versed each other, like, at the last, you know, two out of three Tokyo Domes, put on amazing matches. So maybe it's time that, like, Okada just gears back for a bit, lets himself heal, still puts on some good matches but doesn't take the limelight. And then when it's time, the purple, gold, and red come back, He's looking the best he's ever looked. The hair is artfully must, and he takes the championship again, like he inevitably will many, many more times in his uh, career. He's still so young, and uh, I think you can tell other stories with him. You could tell a rivalry with Will Ospreay. You could, if uh, it leads to Tanahashi and Ibushi taking the tag team titles, you could see a potential rivalry maybe... Okada gets himself a partner or makes back up with Osprey and they take a run at it or teams up with Goto or something like that. You can, you can tell other things where he doesn't always have to be the world champion. And so as much as I want like him putting on those amazing matches that he always does, you can still get great stuff out of him and let somebody like Naito and Jay and, and other people step into that world title picture. So I think I think uh, there's great things ahead for all of them, and this was an absolutely sterling night like to start it all off. Absolutely loved it. A block is going to be the winner for me. I'm just going to quickly run through my picks for next week, uh, leading into, well, not next week, the next night, um, and it's going to be block B round one. It's uh, Juice versus Yoshihashi, and I've picked Juice. It is Sonata versus Yano. I've picked Sonata. Uh, it is Kenta versus Goto, and I've picked Kenta. It is Evil versus ZSJ, 
and I've picked Evil, and then it's Tanahashi versus Naito, and uh, I've picked Tanahashi. Um, running through those real quick, I think Juice's inevitable return and Yoshihashi's only just getting a championship for the first time in his life tells you what you need to know about that one. Uh, Sonata, um, I went with uh, because he is a, a potential favourite. Um, I, I really think that going forward, uh, I have not uh, picked him high enough. I, my, I never really love his matches, and I've probably put him too low, but obviously they think very highly of him. Um, that said, though, in hindsight, Yano is the king of pro wrestling champion or KOPW or whatever, so maybe that'll come back to haunt me. Um, Kenta is versing Goto. Kenta carrying the US Championship briefcase. I think I think he's going to pick up a lot of wins. Uh, ZSJ versus Evil. Um, ZSJ can always upset anybody, but Evil was just the champion, so surely surely he's going to put on a dominant performance to show he's still got it. And then Tanahashi. They've been telling like a loser kind of story with Tanahashi, but he always gets it on at G1. So hopefully we see a big return to form from him and he uh, comes back and maybe takes a big run at it. When I when I look at guys like uh, Suzuki or Naito or um, well, or even Kenta, who's carrying a briefcase, or, or Yano, champions, I try and, when I do my tips, I try and think about who they're versing down the line, yeah? So Naito's going to finish G1, and then he's going to have to defend the briefcase a couple of times and so I try and think about who would be the best sort of matchups before like your world title matchup so I could see somebody like a uh, an evil again I could see a Tanahashi I could see a Zack Sabre Jr something like that so I look forward to seeing how that plays out thank you everybody for dropping in and having a listen and stay tuned for G Wondering Night Two. Until then, thank you very much. Uh, check us out on social media, uh, Instagram at Faces and Feels, uh, Twitter at Faces and Feels, or drop us an email with any questions you may have at facesandfeels at gmail.com. Until then, peace out. Thanks a lot.